What up, what up, party people? You already know it is a damn good day to have a damn good day. And I am excited to kickstart season two of the Len Jones Party of Two podcast. I appreciate everyone who has helped make this show something special. Between our incredible guests, our super loyal listeners, and the team working behind the scenes, I am eternally grateful. Now, I have a quick challenge for you. I challenge you to change up your schedule in a drastic way. This can mean going to a new gym, picking up a new hobby or sport, trying some sort of arts and crafts to build your creative side, hitting up a new grocery store, working remotely in a new coffee spot, trying out a new podcast or educational source, changing up your morning routine, even something as simple as taking a new route home from work. I recently switched things up, are switching my gym membership to a yoga membership, drinking this new drink in the morning called mud water rather than drinking coffee, bike riding to work instead of scootering, and using a standing desk rather than sitting. Changing up our usual patterns, even if in the short term, is proven to make us more creative and happy. And a book that I've been listening to that I highly recommend is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I recommend the Audible version because there is some extra content included. Now let me tell you, this man is an absolute legend. He is an American ultra marathon runner, ultra distance cyclist and triathlete. He is a retired United States Navy SEAL and former United States Air Force Tactical Air Control Party member who served in the war in Afghanistan and the Iraq War. Even crazier is this man went through three Navy SEAL Hell Weeks in one year as well as broke the world record in pull-ups within a 24-hour time frame. You'll finish this audible ready to run through walls and break new barriers. He has one of those stories that you just don't believe when you hear it. Like you're listening to the audible and you're like, no way. Like that is that is not real, but it's real. And he cracked the code of the human mind and where it can go. So Highly, highly recommend you guys check that out. As a quick update, we have officially begun shipping out our custom damn good day coffee mug. So to everyone that has been wanting one, go to ianlenhart.com forward slash shop and the link will redirect you to our Shopify store. And if you're new to the podcast, our mission here is twofold. To educate aspiring entrepreneurs by dissecting the come up stories of incredible humans by extracting the golden nuggets that you can apply now to better your life. And second, to have all my friends in my life that are making moves to me, my other friends in life making moves to create one giant community of extraordinary people. Today's episode, I am joined by the founders of Twinspiration, the amazing Casey and Kylie Thibodeau Harvey. As the name suggests, Casey and Kylie are twins from Maine that are full-time online entrepreneurs. I first met the twins six years ago at a home event. They were waitressing to make ends meet and didn't really speak much. Fast forward through years of personal development, the twins have just come off their biggest earning month to date and lead a team of hundreds teaching social media and attraction marketing to people of all ages. Not only are the twins two of my best friends, but they are also a major source of inspiration in my life. You won't find two humans as incredibly positive and grateful as these two. They lead by example and inspire thousands through their massive network of entrepreneurs worldwide. The twins travel the world building a business from their smartphones and speak about the foundational skills needed to be consistent and crush it. In today's episode, the twins speak about how to show up every day on social media, building an online business from scratch, becoming obsessed with consistency, how they have gone live every day on Facebook for over two years. Yes, you heard that right. And so much more. As always, you can watch this podcast with the twins and I live on YouTube. And if you find this content valuable, we ask you to like, comment, and share the good vibes. Now, without further ado, season two, baby, episode 61. Let's jump into it.
live. Casey and Kylie, how are you? Hey, Ian. How's it going? We we are living the dream. I'm so excited to have you guys here for season two, episode one of the Len Jones Party of Two podcast. Wow, Ian, I am so proud of you. Watching this podcast grow over the last year has been amazing. I remember the first podcast that you launched a year ago, and here we are already on season two. It's such an honor to be here tonight, to be interviewed by you. The people that you've interviewed on this podcast have been unbelievably inspiring, and I know that they've impacted a lot of people's lives, and it's because of you and your drive to provide value and to really teach people to think differently and introduce them to cool people that are making a big difference in this world. Ian, thank you so much for bringing us on today. And Ian, I'm so stoked to be here because I remember when this was an idea and you made the podcast happen and now we're all the way at episode 60, which is incredible. But that's the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship. All it takes is one idea to completely transform your life. So Ian, we're so stoked to be here. We're excited to share with you our hearts and share with you our stories. It's so crazy to see how far you guys have come. I mean, we've known each other now for, I believe, six years, and time has flown by, and so has your personal development. I mean, you you girls are two completely different humans, and that's why I'm really excited to dive into this story, because if you're listening to this right now and your commute to work or, or you're heading out and you're just kind of thinking about new ideas, I mean, twins, your story is so relatable and real, because you're not that and I don't take this the wrong way, but you weren't these naturally gifted, amazing online entrepreneurs that just figured it all out. I mean, you really failed your way forward. And some of the attributes such as you doing a Facebook Live every day for over two years is insanity. I mean, in terms of the consistency. So I really want to kind of touch base. What kind of got you excited about network I mean, just what kind of got you excited about entrepreneurship and where did that all come from? That's such a phenomenal question. And so for Casey and I, we actually, back in 2013, that's when we both graduated from college. And I went to school for kinesiology and exercise science. Casey went to school for communication sciences and disorders. And both of us, when we graduated, we were so busy in college, I didn't even think about my future. I didn't have enough money to pay for grad school applications. I thought I was going to PT school. Casey thought she was going to go to school for audiology. And then when we graduated from college, we found ourselves serving tables. And then someone introduced us to an opportunity and they introduced us to entrepreneurship. It was that moment, June of 2013, where we found a purpose. And for both of us, we actually, the first piece of information that was handed to us was the secret. And that's, if you haven't watched it, I totally, totally recommend, go check it out. It's a documentary on Netflix. But essentially what happened for Casey and I is we got introduced to personal development. We got introduced to entrepreneurship. We had no business being in business whatsoever. And eventually for three years, we didn't make any money uh, with entrepreneurship. Our first company got shut down on us. We moved to our next company. And what happened during that process is we actually learned the skills we needed to learn to be successful. So this has been the process of over the last six and a half years now, we've been in the entrepreneurial space, we've been doing it full time for two years now, but I can promise you that anyone can be a successful entrepreneur if you're willing to fail. 
So six and a half years ago, when Kylie and I got introduced to entrepreneurship, like Kylie said, we were waiting tables. We had just graduated from college. We come from a family that doesn't have any money. Uh, we've had a lot of family difficulties. My older brother's been in and out of prison. We've faced a lot of adversity. But something happened to us six and a half years ago when we were introduced to entrepreneurship and we were introduced to personal development. Like Kylie said, when we first saw The Secret for the first time, it changed our life because we were introduced to Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor has been studying the mind, human growth and potential for the over the last 55 years. And when I started studying Bob Proctor, that's when I learned that I could change my paradigms. I could change my mindset and I could change my life. If it wasn't for me being introduced to that first business opportunity six and a half years ago, I don't know where my life would be. But I remember hearing Bob say the Jim Rohn quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. When I started reflecting six and a half years ago, who are the five people I'm spending my time with? And that's where Kylie and I started to create change. We started traveling to conferences. We started learning skills. And we realized the reason we had got had the kind of success that we've had in our lives was actually a ripple effect of the different groups of people we had spent time with. So when I was in high school, I went to a private high school accidentally only because my friends went there. Our when town paid for our high schools. So we are really grateful and blessed. Yeah. And then when I went to college, the same thing, I got introduced to an incredible community of women in Greek life. And I was able to surround myself with people who saw a little bit differently. And then after college, getting introduced to entrepreneurship and personal development, it changed everything for us because we were able to reprogram our mind, but it's not something that happened overnight. It's, something that took six and a half years of constant focus of personal development. And here we are today, full-time online entrepreneurs, but it definitely was not an overnight success. And something I do want to add on to that story is for Casey and I, when we got introduced to entrepreneurship, we're actually competitive athletes. We play ultimate Frisbee. And when we got introduced to entrepreneurship, we saw a way where we could play more Frisbee. Right. We didn't make a science project out of it. We saw an opportunity to have a flexible schedule so we could be better athletes. And over the last six and a half years, we've really fallen in love with health and wellness and helping people step into the best version of themselves. Because back in college, I was someone who didn't have confidence. I didn't have belief in myself. I had no clue where my life was going. And it was through personal development where I found purpose and I found a desire for change. And that's what led us to where we are today. Well, you say personal development and everyone's probably heard that word personal development before, but how do you actually impl like implement personal development to slowly start to change and slowly start to scale? Ian, that's such a great question. So the way Bob Proctor teaches how to change your paradigms, your paradigms are mindsets. So personal development is basically how can you become a more awesome human? It's by developing different skills and changing your paradigms. So there are two ways to change your paradigms. Number one is through constant space repetition. And number two is through an emotional impact. So for Kylie and I, the, the implementation of personal development has been through constant space repetition. It's been 30 minutes a day for the last six years, learning different skills, learning from people who are successful. Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues, model what works. When I first heard him say that six years ago, 
I didn't make a science project out of it. I started studying successful people. And by studying successful people, what happens is you change your personal development level. And through that constant space repetition over time, you will start to change your paradigms. And as you begin to change those paradigms, you'll change your life. So two things happened to Kylie and I. Number one, I did have an emotional impact six and a half years ago, getting introduced to a business opportunity. That changed my life forever because I was in a different situation and I was surrounded by people I had never been surrounded by. It changed my way of thinking forever. Other types of emotional impacts you maybe had in your life is having a baby, going to college, experiencing a death in your family. There are many different emotional impacts that happen in our life that bring us to who we are today. But if it wasn't for using the vehicle of personal development in an avenue to change my paradigms through constant space repetition, we wouldn't be who we are today. But it's just that implementation of every day being focused on studying people who are successful. But let's be honest, when I first heard of personal development, I had no clue what the heck it meant, right? We were at a conference and this was actually the second time we had ever met Ian, little young Jones. And we were at, <laughs> we were at an event in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and it was crazy. The event was completely packed out. There was 21 year olds everywhere thinking they could change their life and the biggest dreams and goals. And specifically at that one event, I heard this, one of my mentors say, turn your car into a classroom. At that point, I didn't know what that meant. I thought he meant bring someone who's successful, bring them in your car and make sure you drive them wherever they go. I didn't understand that personal development was listening to different information to make you grow skills to become successful. And so personal development, one of Casey and I, one of our favorite ways to do personal development is through an audiobook or through podcast. So Audible is my best friend. I, it's one subscription I will never go without. And it was through turning, turning my car into a classroom where I had, I learned to gain belief in myself, you know, learn that I was able to do cool things and it was possible to achieve really big goals. But like Casey said, we didn't come from a lot. Neither one of our parents went to college and we accidentally went to college because our high school made us. We're really grateful that our parents gave us the freedom and they've been very supportive for us over the last, uh, over the last six years in our entrepreneurship journeys. But our parents, they never pushed us to, you know, go to college. We went accidentally, right? And it was through that one decision is why we are here today. Because one, one, one of our uh, friends who was in a fraternity in college, he introduced us to that business opportunity at the time. And for us personally, when I went to that first event and learned to turn my car into a classroom, that's the reason why both of us are the people we are today is because we've constantly immersed ourselves in positive information. And like Casey said, with personal development, you learn how to become an awesome human. If you want to be successful, study people who have what you want, and eventually you're going to get everything that they've got. Yeah, and your discipline to go along with this is proof that this personal development, you really took a hold of it and ran with it. I mean, whenever I'm with you guys, it's like, you know, it's late night, everyone's going to bed, and you guys are sitting there journaling, writing in your gratitude journal, writing what your, the positives of your day. You know, these are things that, these are your, your to-dos. Like you do not 
end a day without doing these things. So what are some of those things that you've become so ingrained into your daily schedule that you think help put you into that positive mindset to be able to, to be the twin inspiration you are today? Ian, that's such a great question. And this all goes back to Bob Proctor again, that little old man changed my life. So six years ago, when we started really studying Bob Proctor, he started talking about this thing called gratitude. I had never, I, Kylie and I were always very naturally positive people, but I was never aware to be intentional with my gratitude. So Bob had this crazy idea. So Bob Proctor's story is incredible. He basically started studying the book, Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. 55 years ago, he started listening to it in his car with a record player, and he turned his car into a classroom. And because Bob started changing his mindset, he started reading different books. One of the books that I would recommend to anyone to read is called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. This book has an entire chapter on gratitude. And what Wallace Waddle says, he says, the whole process of mental adjustment and atonement can be summed up in one word, and that word is gratitude. So when I really conceptualized that idea, if I was grateful, I could change my life. I could put everything in my life into alignment. I ran with it. But when I first heard Bob talk about keeping a gratitude journal, I thought he was crazy. That would be so silly to spend 20, 10 minutes every day writing down what you're grateful for. It sounds too far-fetched that it would make a difference in your life. So the first year, I dabbled, right? I would write down what I'm grateful for, and then I knew it was important to write it down. So if I'd miss a week, I'd try to make up all seven days. That's not how you're grateful. <laughs> you end up miserable trying to make up your gratitude journal. Just FYI future information for you. So about four years ago is when I started being consistent with my gratitude journal. It's been about four years writing in my gratitude journal every single day. This whole journey of entrepreneurship, we wouldn't be the people we are today if it wasn't for our gratitude journal. It's being grateful for the smallest things in your life. When we first quit our full-time jobs and put our backs up against the wall, I didn't have any money saved. I do not recommend anyone ever <laughs> to do that. But I put my back up against the wall and I had two choices, make it work or go back to waiting tables. And I was not going to go back to waiting tables. So I knew at that point, two and a half years ago, I had to make a decision to focus on the small things to be grateful for, to be grateful for the food I have, to be grateful to have electric electricity, to be grateful to have fresh water and heat and those small things every day writing down 10 things that I'm grateful for. And that's the way Bob Proctor teaches writing in a gratitude journal. Write down 10 things that you're grateful for. Send love to three people. I think this part of the gratitude journal has changed a lot of yeah, relationships. Can, can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the parts Bob teaches on is sending love to three people you hate. When I first started writing my gratitude journal, I didn't realize people bothered me. And then I started to become aware of the negative influences in my life. And Bob said, just write their name down and send them love. So I remember <laughs> the first time Kylie and I were writing in our gratitude journals, we were sitting next to each other and I said, okay, I wrote down my 10 things I'm grateful for. I sent love to my three people. And she was like, then she asked me who I sent love to. I told her who I sent love to. And there were like three people who were kind of driving me nuts, people that I worked with in the restaurant industry. And I was like, yeah, I sent them love. She goes, 
you texted them, you sent them a message and sent them love. And I was like, no, Kylie, you just have to write their names down. You write their names down and you close your eyes and you literally send joy. Just think about love. Like you love for your animals or a baby, something that brings you a lot of joy. Just close your eyes just for a second and send love to those people. That part of the gratitude journal transformed relationships in our life. And so the next part with the gratitude journal, so like Casey said, writing down 10 things you're grateful for and specifically starting out each sentence with, I am grateful. And you just complete the sentence. And I remember at the time when Casey and I had quit our full-time jobs, we live in Maine, it's cold in Maine. So she's being very serious about the small things we're grateful for, being grateful for heat, being grateful for blankets, being grateful for the food to nourish our bodies. And so that's number one is writing down 10 things you're grateful for. Number two is sending love to three people. And when she talks about sending love to three people, there is a point where there is a couple of people I worked with in the restaurant industry that just frustrated me. They were super negative. They complained all the time. And you know what? I thought, well, if Bob is serious and I just need to write this person's name down and eventually they're going to become positive, I don't believe it, but I'll try it, right? I'm willing to try anything to see if it works. So what happened for two specific people was that relationship transformed, right? That person all of a sudden became more positive and I wasn't sending that negative energy to those people anymore. So it just works. You don't have to ask how it works. It just does. And then the third part of the gratitude journal is asking for guidance for the day, whether it's through prayer, meditation, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, just asking for guidance for the day. And for both of us, this whole foundation of gratitude has completely grounded us. But what I think is so important to bring up when we talk about gratitude and morning routines, it's a work in process or it's a work in progress. For Casey and I, the only thing I used to do in my morning routine was the gratitude journal. And then I added in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And for both of us, we've read that book almost every day for the last three years or four years now. I've lost track. Um, another book that I read every single day is The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace E. Waddles. And then also, the last thing I do every day is we actually do Brennan Bouchard's High Performance Planners. And so that's just what my morning routine looks like right now. But I think it's so important to remember that you're always, you have to find what works for you personally. And it's so easy to compare yourself to other people, look at other people's routines and say, oh, I wish I did that. I should just do whatever they're doing because they have all this success. But at the end of the day, you have to remember you're a unique human on purpose, right? And different things are going to motivate you every morning for you to set your mindset right. And through the process of entrepreneurship, just to be real and authentic with you, the last couple of years haven't been the easiest. For me personally, when Casey and I quit our full-time serving jobs, like I said, we're competitive athletes. Two months later, I tore my ACL. I didn't have health insurance. I had two full meniscus tears. If you've ever had any health injuries, it's a process, right? But I knew that injury was going to lead me to something, right? So I was grateful for that injury. And then eventually, all the glory goes to God, but the, the whole surgery got covered and I had to go to PT and I had to go through a year long recovery before I could walk back on the Frisbee field. But I truly believe the obstacles in your life are put in your life for a reason because you need to work on that area of your life, right? I couldn't play Frisbee because I needed to work on my business and I needed to make it work. 
So for both Casey and I, that was something that happened was, okay, so if I didn't get the lesson the first time around, this was two years ago, well, back in April, I had another knee injury and I had to go through another surgery. So for me, that was the universe. That was God telling me that I needed to focus on my business more. And more, most recently, Casey and I, we just had our, we're coming off from our biggest month ever. But if it wasn't for those two injuries, our businesses wouldn't be where they are today. So always looking for the injury that you're going through in your life of how that can transform your life, your business. For my injury specifically, because I tore my ACL, I remember getting the phone call about from my doctor telling me that I tore my ACL and Casey cried before I did, but I knew I could do something about it. Right. And so what I did was I joined a bunch of ACL Facebook groups and I started gaining new connections and started meeting new people. And then through that one, joining that one group, I met one person who led my business to over 150 leads. And it was because of that one injury that I went through. And then now today, we're working with a few of those women that I've met through that one person because of that injury. So really finding what you're grateful for in every process, right? If you've ever gone through a knee, a knee recovery, you're grateful for to be able to walk. You're grateful for crutches. You're grateful to be able to carry something while you're walking. You're grateful for someone to take care of you because those are things that you take for granted every day. But if you ground yourself in gratitude, you don't see obstacles in your life. And I think that is something that's so important to know is once you're focusing what brings you happiness and the small little joys, you're never going to get discouraged with the results that you have or that you don't have. Um, yeah, you spin the negative into a positive and you guys do it better than anybody. I mean, that's really what I feel like what you just did. If I summed it all up into a mug, you would say it's a damn good day to have a damn good day. <laughs> you know, I think that being around you has made me a better person because every time I listen to you and I, I hear what you say, I'm like, God damn, you're right. I could be better. I could be more grateful. I could be happier. And it's listening to this personal development, whether it's the twins, John C. Maxwell or whoever, that is going to completely be building your brain and, and keeping things going. One thing you said that I think is so cool is just about not killing yourself when it comes to consistency in the beginning. I feel like whenever you start a new habit, it's kind of like starting a lawnmower. You know, the first time you start the lawnmower, you rip it. You're like, <laughs> and like, you know, maybe that's you doing one or two Facebook lives in the month, you know? All right, boom, damn girl. Like you got two, you know, you, you did something. Then you try it again. You pull it again. It's a little hotter this time. You go on a longer streak. You rank to the next level. You get higher. Next thing you know, you rip it again. It's like, like thing is really getting up. You're like, oh, damn, I can do this. I, I am doing this. Then the thing dies, you need some oil. But eventually, you really rip that thing and you're full, full shredding. And your belief builds every single time you take another step in the right direction towards what you're trying to accomplish. And that's exactly what you guys have been doing with your daily Facebook lives and building your brand to inspiration. I mean, I remember when you started off, you guys would get no views, no engagement. Now you guys are averaging a ton of views. Every video, I just, people love your content. They love listening to you. You always show up. You know, you don't take a day off. And people, I mean, obviously there's two of you, so that, you know, might help a little bit. But every, It's a little easier. <laughs> every day for two years. Can you tell us about, number one, why do you go on Facebook Live every day and share? And number two, what keeps you going? Absolutely. And thank you. 
So Kylie and I started doing videos years ago. We were inspired by two mentors, John and Nadia Melton. I know Ian's interviewed them on this podcast. They're amazing. But this was what, four years ago? Yeah. Four years ago, they started talking about doing videos, building your brand. And when they first started talking about it, I was way too scared. I didn't have confidence. I didn't believe that I could do a video. The first video Kylie and I ever did was two minutes and 57 seconds, I think. I was so nervous. And of course, it was a Facebook Live video. It was right when Facebook Lives launched. And we did this video. And I remember closing the video. And I mean, it took us hours and hours to actually hit the live button. And I remember laying on the floor <laughs> at my house and Kylie and I both saying, oh my gosh, that was so awkward. That was uncomfortable. I'm so nervous. I never want to do that again. But we were hysterically laughing. And throughout the whole video, I couldn't remember what I was saying during the video. And I also, when the video was over, nothing, I didn't think any of it made sense, right? Because I couldn't articulate my thoughts. I was so nervous. But then after the video, we hit the finish button and we had committed to a 30 day video challenge at that point. And we were thinking, how the heck are we going to do that again? That was so nerve wracking. And then actually we worked at the same restaurant and we had gotten to work after doing that first video. And I told one of my best friends, I'm like, Hey, Rachel, we just did our first video. I'm freaking out. I'm so nervous. And this was hours after this. This is like, you're still sweating, thinking that you just did that thing, right? <laughs> Have you ever been there before? So Rachel was like, Oh my word. I want to hear the video. I want to support you. So she's like, and we were working in the restaurant. So if you've ever worked in the restaurant industry, you know, you do side work right when you get to work, you're cutting up lemons, whatever. And she goes, let's play it on the loudspeaker so we can all hear it in the back. So she takes my phone and she plugs it into the loudspeaker in the back of house of a restaurant. So, so typically in many restaurants, back of house can sometimes be a very high stress environment. It can also be an environment filled with people complaining and people being negative. Okay. So keep that in mind. So she plays this video and I'm like already nervous. I don't want to hear myself talk again. I never wanted to hear that video again. And she hits play and then all of these guys in the back of house start complaining. They say the meanest thing. What is this crap? Turn and there were lots off. of swears and they didn't know it was Kylie and I. But that was the feedback I got from the first video that we had ever done. But you know what happened? I believed in my mentor's belief in me. I didn't believe in outside criticism. So when my mentors, John and Nadia said, and I know Bob Heilig, John and Nadia are who inspired Bob Heilig to start doing videos and also John and Nadia inspired Danielle Delgado to start doing videos. So they've inspired a lot of incredible people to do videos. So when I was thinking, do I listen to this outside criticism or do I listen to my mentors? So I believed in their belief in me. And after that, Kylie and I did a 30 day video challenge. Of course, like we said, you fall off the bandwagon when it comes to starting something new, going from zero to hero doesn't really work, right? Zero times hero equals zero. It's impossible. So you really do want to focus on just two habits at a time when you're creating some sort of change in your life. So Kylie and I felt burnt out after doing live videos for 30 days. And then we were at a conference with Nadia and we we're getting dinner with her. And she said, girls, you finished the 30 day challenge. How did it go? When was your last video? And we both kind of look at each other like, um, 
month. Like it was a, it was quite a long time. She goes, you built up this consistency and then you fell off the bandwagon. And this, this line that Nadia shared with me changed my life forever. And what she said is she said, you are being selfish, not sharing your goodness with the world. When Nadia said that to me, it resonated with me so much. I made a commitment then and there that I was going to do videos for as long as it takes. And then a couple months later, we started doing videos every day. And here we are two and a half years later. And it's through the consistency of doing those videos where we built a lot of confidence being on camera, but also we've been able to build our business online. We've been able to build our brand to inspiration online. We've been able to truly build full-time incomes online, being online entrepreneurs, but it's because of that one platform. But I would say for the first couple hundred videos, Kylie and I were nervous before every video, before every video, we would, we'd sit, we'd sit down and we would sit here and we'd plan out the video. Usually it would take forever. In the beginning, we did videos every day at 12 because if we didn't set a time limit, it, we would spend hours planning it and we'd sit here and we'd say, okay, something that got us through these first couple hundred videos is we'd always say, I'm excited three times. So when you say, I'm excited three times, Ian, I want you to try it. Say, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. Do you feel the difference in that energy? Ian's smile just got bigger by the third, I'm excited. So there's a trick and there's a little bit of psychology behind this. Your body doesn't know the difference between fear and excitement. If you're fearful and you're scared and you're at a very high frequency emotion, the worst thing for you to do is to try to go to a low frequency emotion. If you're like really, really nervous and you're thinking, okay, I have to be calm. I have to be calm. It's not going to work. But if you move from that fearful state to excitement, it's the same frequency of emotion. And that's what Kylie and I had to do. We'd have to tell ourselves, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm not nervous. And that's really what got us through doing the first couple hundred videos. And then now I don't know how many we've done, but it's just through the consistency of showing up every day, building our brand. We've had so many failures when it comes to videos, but it's just through that failing forward in the process. And I think something that's so important to bring up real quick is that for Casey and I, we didn't know we were going to be doing videos every day. Mm -hmm. I remember we did our first 30 day video challenge. And then we started making a consistent income and we're thinking, okay, there's something to this, right? So then we heard Bob Heilig's story. Oh, he did a video every day for six months and then he launched his, a big course. And then he had his first million dollar weekend, something along those lines. So we, we were doing that for every day for a few months. We heard Bob's story. We're like, okay, well, if Bob can do it. We can do it. Right. So we continued and we got to the six month mark. And then eventually when you do something consistently long enough, you don't want to break that chain. And so then we started studying Ray Higdon a lot and Ray Higdon's done some form of video every day for the last 10 years. And Ray Higdon's just a gazillionaire at this point. He's massively successful. So if you want to find success, do something that other people are doing to find success. So for Ray, a part of his story is that was one of the things that he's done every day for 10 years in his daily method of operation. So for Casey and I, we're not making the science project out of it. We see the results that he has. So we're going to keep showing up until, and I don't know how long until is, but I know what happens through the process is you become the person you want to be. And it's through the action. It's doing the hard things. 
the twins will call like we'll, I'll, I'll call the twins it'll be like 11 30 eastern time like 8 30 pacific and they'll be like oh my god ian ah oh, we only have 30 minutes left we haven't done a video oh my god like it is life and death to get that video out and that's the, the importance you put on this like you said you're on a streak it, it's and, and i feel like that consistency has you know evolved in so many other aspects of your life like granted that you know you're just doing the video but what else are you becoming consistent at while being consistent at one solid thing every single day you know maybe for somebody that's you know getting exercise or drinking eight glasses of water or reading a book or making your bed you know just doing something consistent and being proud of that thing was going to put your mind back into focus getting focused and staying focused is the hardest thing that I think a lot of us deal with. And mostly it's because of smartphones, you know, the greatest tool ever invented, but also the biggest distraction ever invented. I mean, I am definitely guilty of a little bit of social media uh, vomiting. I, I just, sometimes I'm on a loop where I like go through my phone and I'll check all these apps, but I only went in to look at one app, but before you know it, I looked at six or seven apps and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? We talk about this a lot, like staying focused at something for a long enough period of time to be successful at it that's the thing. That's the challenge. And we talk about this again. Whoever figures out a way to get us off of our phones and focused, they're going to be a freaking bazillionaire. But twins, I mean, there's so much we could talk about, about just your journey and your story. And I'm just so inspired. Everyone's so inspired when you listen to you because it's, it's just so beautiful. You guys are like a, a symphony of personal development. It's like, I know every time I talk to you, I can do this because you guys are, are paving the path. If you could have went back in time, right? And maybe this was at that first Portsmouth, New Hampshire event where we first met. If you could have went back in time and you could have told yourself, listen, I got, you know, a minute. If you could have told yourself one, two or three things that you wish you could have learned at say 20 years old that would have just fast forwarded everything in your life. What do you think those three lessons or three things you would have told yourself? So I think the first thing that I would have told myself would be to take action sooner. What my struggle was, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with this, is they get into that stage of learning, 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 getting ready, getting ready, getting ready, and they don't take action. When you take action, you create results. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to take action with money-making activities or you're not going to have a business. For three years, I didn't make any money in entrepreneurship because I didn't take action. I didn't do the things I knew I needed to do to make money. When I started taking action on money making activities, that's when my business changed. But for so long, for three years, I was stuck in a stage of getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready without taking action. So I would definitely say the first thing I would tell myself my 21-year-old self at that Portsmouth, New Hampshire event, I would say, take action faster. Messy action is better than no action. You do not need to have it perfect. Just start showing up and doing what you know you need to do. And I think what's so important about taking action is it's scary, right? It's so uncomfortable. And getting comfortable being uncomfortable, I wish that was something that one of my mentors really impressed upon me early on. Okay, maybe they told me that, but I didn't get it until I took action. And it was doing the scary things that I didn't feel like doing. No wonder why entrepreneurship is hard, because you have to take 
action. And so for both Casey and I, if we would have taken action sooner, we would have seen success faster. And so that's something for us personally where with the team of women that we work with, that's something we really implement with our team is how can we get them to take action the fastest? Because I have such a fear of people not making money. And I know that Casey and I, we've cracked the code to build a business online, right? And for us, when it comes to one of our teammates wanting to make an additional stream of income, getting them into the action less, getting them into action first and letting them fail forward. And for both of us, what we did wrong in the beginning is we, we listened to a lot of personal development, but to be honest, it was almost to a fault because all we would do was listen to personal development, right? We'd buy all the seminars, we would read all the books, but we didn't do the thing in the books that got people to find success. So tip number one is definitely taking action. And then tip number two, I would tell my younger self is people's ideas of you don't matter. So, and that's another thing that held both Casey and I back was that I was scared that other people thought of me. Maybe that's, that's a normal thing. And in today's society, I really find it really, it's really, prominent is you're really you care about what everyone thinks about you even being in the entrepreneur space nowadays everyone's comparing themselves to that influencer on instagram they're comparing themselves to you know well i shouldn't be successful because that person's found success when we had just joined became entrepreneur six years ago we i was so scared what my friends thought of me and that was before social media was big right can you imagine back then if i would have actually just taken action we actually have a friend that we got introduced to our first business with. And what happened to her over the last six years is she decided to take action posting every day on Instagram and organically she built a following of over a hundred thousand people. And it's because she took action and it's through the action you learn how to find success for Casey and I it was through Facebook live every day. And so when you take the action, you shorten your learning curve because you start to fail a lot. And the third thing I would say is just fail more. And the more that you fail, the more you're going to see results. And I would say to go on with failing more, there's something a mentor said to Kylie and I um, a couple of years ago that transformed my thinking. So if, if someone would have preached to me when I was that 21 year old sitting at that Portsmouth event, what he said, his name is Justin Prince. What he said to us, he said, your success is guaranteed. You just have to have that expectation of success. He said, the only difference between you and me is time and effort. It's the amount of effort that you put into the time. So if you want to create success in your life, you can create success low or you could create success fast. It's all about the effort that you put into your time. So if I would have recognized when I was 21 in that Portsmouth, New Hampshire event, I just had to put in more effort of action my success would, would have come so much faster. Yeah. I think something I've always heard that my father actually heard and then told me multiple times, he said, hope is not a strategy. And that really resonated with me. You know, the whole idea that hope isn't a strategy. How many times have we said, you know, I hope, I hope I hit that next, you know, big rank, or I hope I, you know, sell that huge client, or I hope I make it to, you know, the Uber on time, you know, whatever it is that you're hoping for, it's not a strategy. I mean, changing my mindset and just changing your mindset to a whole idea that 
I will become good enough, whether that's leveling up my skills, leveling up my network, becoming more consistent, that success is inevitable. Just like you said, success is going to happen. And that's going to happen to every one of us. And it has to happen. But it starts with taking action. Exactly what you just said. Making moves, baby. Making moves and connecting with the people. I think it's very important that you guys talked about mentorship too because you've got to find the right mentors. Everyone's going to be different and some people are going to click with you. You know, you could go to 300 different mentors and none of them click with you. But then when you find that 301, they speak to something in you that you're like, oh, okay, I can do this. This is possible. It's possible and it's going to inspire you to take action, which is why all, us three, we've been making a conscious effort to go to much more events and conferences because we want to meet more people and connect with more people and get that face-to-face -face contact and realize that more people that are living our dreams are just super normal people like you and I, right? They're not these superheroes. They're not these amazing out-of-planet people. They're just normal people that go to the bathroom every day. They make coffee that are just consistent and became this person. So you get me fired up and inspire me to become a better person and I'm fired up just to be here with you and surrounded by people like you. And what's cool about the twins and the twinspiration thing is your friends can become mentors. I think that you have become mentors in my life um, for sure, just in so many different aspects. And if you can sur surround yourself with a circle of friends that helps you, you're just going to be a much better person. So one of the keynote phrases we always want to ask our guests is, what would you say to those people that are right on the fence of jumping in to say entrepreneurship for the first time? Or they're just ready to kind of jump off that, that ledge per se and dive into their favorite hobby or something, but something's holding them back. What would you say to them? What I would say personally, Ian, and Ian, thanks so much for the kind compliment. I know if it wasn't for you, Casey and I wouldn't be where we are today. And if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have been introduced to entrepreneurship. So we're just so grateful that you are in our lives because we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for you. And it's been just a beautiful journey to be on this journey of life with you. So Ian, we're so grateful for you. But what I would say is something what my mentor, Michelle Barnes says, she says, get excited, stay plugged in and never quit. So when it comes to becoming an entrepreneur, I mean, come on, let's be real. Casey and I are really lucky. We're twins. We have someone to go on the entrepreneurial journey with us, but it's hard, right? It's lonely. You're going to have to sacrifice some things. You're going to have to say no, and learning how to say no is one of the most powerful things you're going to be able to do. And at first, it's hard. Right, it's hard for your friends who are working in the restaurant industry. Like, girls, let's go out this weekend. Let's do this. Let's do that. And you let your friends plan your future instead of you planning your future. So, learning how to say no to people is key to success and entrepreneurship. And of course, surrounding yourself with people who have the results that you want. If you are fortunate enough, if you're not fortunate enough, you have to listen to people who have your results. You have to be immersed in personal development. So how do you do that? You get excited by hanging out with people who you like a lot that have the success that you want. So get excited, stay plugged in. So you have to be consistent even if it gets hard, right? And it's so normal that it's gonna get hard. Stay plugged into your personal development. Stay super plugged in. And when you're in the midst of entrepreneurship, you're gonna be faced with obstacles. And how you overcome any obstacle and what I truly believe, and it's my personal opinion, is number one, you have to accept the obstacle. Number two, you have to embrace the journey. And number three, you have to be grateful for the process. 
So you're getting excited. You're staying plugged in. You're through that process of staying plugged in. You're embracing the obstacles. You know they're going to happen. So when they do come in your way, you just accept them. You embrace them. And you're grateful for their process. And then number three is never quitting. Right? Casey and I went to our first event. And one of my mentors said, be here three to five years from now. I didn't hear them say, be here a year from now. I heard them say, be here three to five years from now. But people quit within the one to two year range. And what they don't know is that the three to five year range, that's when they're three free from goals. And right now in Think and Grow Rich, that's a part of the book on that, is being three feet from gold. And so often that's where people, where success is found is three feet past your limits. Right, this past week when Casey and I, we set this huge goal with our team of what we wanted to accomplish, on paper, it did not make sense. It wasn't on, gonna happen on paper. On paper, <laughs> there was no way, Jose, we we're gonna reach this goal. But we had set this goal with a couple of our leaders and Casey and I just kept believing so hard in our team. And we held on to that phrase Justin shared with us, your success is guaranteed with expectation. You have to hold on to that. The whole year of 2018, our word was expectation. In holding on to that belief, if I have the expectation, I will get those results. I don't know the timeline when those results are going to come true. And that's what you have to hold on to as well, is having that expectation. My success is guaranteed. I don't know how much effort's gonna go into the time. I don't know how long it will take, but just to be here until. But when it came to that, that do or die, when we were going for this big goal, we knew we were going to achieve that goal. Every time we talked to Ian, he's like, girls, how's it going? We're, like, we're going to do it, Ian. We got this. Our team's crushing it. Even if the numbers didn't look like that, right? Our other mentor, John, we told him what the goal was. And it was close to the end of the time when we had to reach that goal. And he goes, whoo, got this, girls. Good luck. We're like, oh, man, that was encouraging, right? But what happened is we just kept going until there was no more time left. And then what happened is the three of us, the four of us who were reaching for this huge goal, when we all achieved it, we looked back the day before and all of us looked at each other and said, how the heck do we just do that? And we did that because we didn't stop when we got tired. We didn't stop when we were three feet from gold. We kept going, even if it didn't make sense even if it was hard, even if there was some health stuff that came up, we kept going and it was through that small segment, those last five hours, that's when beautiful miracles happened. And that's what people don't know is in the three feet from gold, that's where miracles happen, where you will achieve your goals. And Ian, one thing I will add to what Kylie just said is if I was talking to somebody and I was having a conversation with somebody who was thinking about, you know, going all in for entrepreneurship or they were ready to quit their full-time job and they were ready just to make a difference and they wanted a different life and they were ready for time freedom. The one thing I would share with them is resistance is inevitable. You will be met with resistance. You will be met with obstacles. Do not let those obstacles pull you down. Allow those obstacles to allow you to become stronger and allow your struggle to be your story. Do not let that resistance that you're faced stop you. And I think that's exactly what Kylie was just saying. So often what happens is our first sign of resistance when we make a big change in our life, that's actually a good thing. 
if something bad happens to you after you make a huge change, you know you're on the right path. And use that as a sign that, oh, something bad happened, that's the resistance I expected to happen. And I know that through the struggle, I'll create a story that will inspire other people. But you can't dwell in the resistance. Mm -mm. This is a huge tip. You have to accept it. You have to expect the obstacle. You have to accept what's going on in your life because in the midst of dwelling, you're wasting time. And so often that's where people, what holds they hang them out back, there too long, they hang out there too, too long. They start, it's kind of like quicksand, right? They're trying, they're hanging out there and they, all of a sudden they're further and further down in the quicksand and it's actually harder to get out of the quicksand, right? But if they were just to, they get the obstacle, they accept the obstacle and they move forward they're going to save so much time. So in return, they're going to achieve, they're going to achieve faster and achieve more. But by staying in that moment, that place of uncertainty, dwelling, woe is me, frustration, throwing yourself at the pity party, in that time, they could be changing lives, right? They could be inspiring someone else and they could be helping someone else get through what you've just gone through. And I truly believe that's why other obstacles are placed in our lives. So you can show someone else it's possible for them to get out of what you've gone through too. So that was just a sliver of what the twins do. <laughs> just a little nugget right there. If you guys like and are into what the twins are preaching, they're speaking your love language. It's hitting your heart. It's making you feel good. Make sure you follow them on Facebook at Twinspiration. They go live every day. And it's just another great tip on how you can just get back into that vibe and start making moves. So twins, just so everyone knows, how can people follow you and, and how can people uh, hear more of you? Thank you, Ian. Yeah, so if you would like more of Kylie and I, Twinspiration, you can actually follow both of us on Facebook. It's Casey Thibodeau Harvey and Kylie Thibodeau Harvey. Fun fact about us, we both have two last names and we're not married and our parents were never married. <laughs> so if you, you can follow us on Facebook and then also we'll be working on Instagram more too. I know that's the next platform to move to and start building a brand there. So you can also follow Casey and Kylie on Instagram as well. Fantastic. With that said, we appreciate you. Have a great night, everyone. Let's make Thank moves. Thank you, Ian. Thanks so much, Ian. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.